What do you call two guys that were there when this happened? Back to return at Spurlock. Michael Spurlock at the 10. He's to the 20. He's to the 25. Spurlock 30 to the 40-yard line. We could see history. 50, 40 to the 30-yard line. Run, Michael. Run, Michael. Run, Michael. Run. Touchdown, Tampa Bay. There you go. And that 62-yard field goal attempt. It is good. Good. Eagles. Who can forget? Again, looking again. Those up the middle. Hands in the center at the Derek 40. Brooks. Derek Brooks, 30. Touchdown, Tampa Bay. Derek Brooks, the most valuable player in the National Football League. There it is. The dagger's in. We're going to win the Super Bowl. We call them the Salty Dogs. And here we are again, the Salty Dogs. Uh, episode number nine. Yep, and, number nine. Uh, number nine. I feel like this, this ship. You don't get that. Number nine. Well, what is number that? Number nine. Are you already pulling out obscure references on me like yep. nine seconds in? Yep, number nine. Number well, what nine. is it? A uh, Beatles song. Oh, okay. I probably shouldn't call the Beatles obscure. Yes, but <laughs> continue. There's a hole in my there, pop culture lexicon there. There is a whole uh, flock of people. How do you like that? <laughs> Going, what? you? Yeah, I know. I screwed that. I blew yep. that. Okay. Yeah, you I want me to start over? No, no, no. Okay. Let's, let's let my failures hang out there in the wind. Good. Um, Speaking of failures, uh, this this is this ship came oh, good in. Segue. Yeah, thank you. Uh, this is sort of a stormy. We just came through a storm with this salty dog ship. Limping. Yeah. Didn't we? I mean, Jeff, your team didn't look very good. Yeah, the, yeah. I was just going to say your team <laughs> sucked. You told I me do, you were going to do that. Yeah, I stole it from you. I do love. I do love how uh, when the team wins. Hey, we really look good. When we. the team doesn't do well, it's you guys <laughs> suck. It's I mean, the royal we until things but, go badly. But I will say uh, I was totally blindsided yeah. by the yeah. performance. I did not see that coming. I, did, I didn't think we, we were that type of team that we would have a game like that. Uh, so I, I don't think shocked. anybody did. I mean, Dirk says several times he's never been through anything like that before. Uh, and I think that's true. I mean, mm-hmm. the Bucks have. Right. Um, from time to time. Unfortunately. And, yeah. And, you know, listen. There's no sugarcoating that game. No. There's no point in even trying to, mm-hmm. and nor would, if he were listening, would Dirk Cutter want us to. He said they were horrific in every aspect, of, and it's true. It, uh, but what you have to do is decide what you think it means. You, you, you have to figure out – you know what it meant on that day. We were terrible, terrible, mm-hmm. terrible. What do you think it means for the rest of this season? We won't know until it plays we out. We won't know, but you know there are plenty of people out there that right now probably feel terrible. Mm-hmm. They're, they're thinking doom and gloom, and that was the Not going to win another game. Yeah, here, go, here we go, down the drain. Mm-hmm. And then you have, sure you have plenty of other people who are still very excited because of the results in the first two, and even to some extent the third game. And Yeah, and I think if you flip-flop it, if you played poorly in two games and then you did well on the next two and you're two and two, everybody would be giddy right, right now. But... Yeah, it's it doesn't feel that way. No. It's it's the recency bias. And I'm glad it doesn't feel that way. <laughs> Only because now it's time to move forward. I think you have to decide what you think is real. Um what do you think is more real? Uh, what happened in the first couple of games and for a good portion of the third game or what happened in that game? I can tell you what I think is real. I think the offense is real. Um yes. they had they had a Two incredible games, one pretty good one with a blemish in the second quarter and then a terrible one. That said, they were going up against uh, a team that 
that could the best pass rushing team in the league so far, and it was going to be a matter of if they could handle that. And on this day, they didn't. You know, the Buccaneers' offensive line had been playing very well, but the, they didn't handle it. They didn't handle Khalil Mack. Nobody has handled Khalil Mack this year. Is is that is that not unbelievable? His, his play, how he. I mean, they had a. I mean, the Bears had a pretty decent defense before they he got did. there. But he certainly has elevated yeah. the entire defense. It's ridiculous how good he is. Well, he had the he had the strip sack and he had the um, where he hit the arm. Yeah. Third game in a row, he had a strip sack. Third game in a row. Um, so I, I also think what what's real is that there this defense is having problems. It's not just that game, although mm-hmm. that was the worst. Even in the wins, um, there was imperfections. There's obviously a lot of young guys playing. There were communication breakdowns. Uh, ad, ad nauseum in that game, which you don't want to see ever happen, but it's just weird when it happens five or six times. You're mm-hmm. like, what is going on here? And I think think those things sometimes tend to snowball, and you make a few errors like that, and instead of being able to fix it, it compounds it, and then everybody's lost, and everybody's and guys trying to do other. guys trying to do too much, guys sure. trying to help somebody out, sure. And eventually, when you try to help this person out, then y- your responsibilities get get blindsided. What so. I don't think is real, and this applies to our history, this applies to the NFL in general, the NFL this year, is that one really good or really bad game. Uh, does a very good job of defining what a team is. Mm-hmm. You see examples of it all over the place. I mean, how does Buffalo <laughs> lose by 44 points and then beat Minnesota by 21 points and, and, th- and then get shut up by 22 points the next? How does that At happen? home. They get shut. They, they go on the road to Minnesota. No, I think that was in Green Bay. Was that in Green Bay? I think Bay? so. I think so, yeah. Oh, okay. Um, well, then that's a reason why they lost. How does Buffalo destroy everybody's NFL survivor pools? One week by destroying <laughs> yeah. uh, what everybody considered Wiped a everybody Super out. Bowl contender, mm-hmm. and then otherwise can't do anything. How does Detroit lose on opening night to by thirty-one points to the Jets, and then, and then since then they've beaten New England and lost games by two and three points? That's because that first game for Detroit was an aberration. I'm not sure how good Detroit is, but they're not a team that's going to lose a lot of games by thirty-one points. I also think too is you because of and and where I'm getting this from and it made sense to me was when I was talking with Tony Dungy, he, he said that because everybody's not playing a whole lot in the preseason. Yeah. You've, you brought that up. You really don't know what team you have. And, and now the way the league's been playing out, I'm beginning to think, well, maybe you don't. The only, the only team that I know that's really, really good. The Rams are the Rams and they didn't play any of their starters in the, in yeah. a lot of the guys did not play in the preseason. Who knows what that means? Yes. I, but, but I, now you're getting a body of work. Uh, yeah. You have three. We had we've had three games. Yeah. The fourth game was a real dud. Uh, you always see a stinker every year. That one was beyond uh, a stinker. Uh, so hopefully, it's as Dirk said, it is one of sixteen. Yeah, that's right. So what is where where do, where do we go forward? Our body of work so far is is frankly a bit confusing. Very much so. Um, but I think that the Buccaneers are actually a, a pretty decent team. We're going to find mm-hmm. out if they're very good or not in the weeks to come, but I do think that they're good, and, and nobody's trying to tell you that that last game didn't happen. No. Nope. Um, but those games can be aberrations. I did a little research because it, you've said this before, how one loss can become two, and then they become three, and the mm-hmm. next thing, you know, five, same thing with wins. Right. Okay, but that's that's when you realize that your team isn't very good or isn't as good as you thought if you've lost a bunch of games in a row. Losing one game by a lot hurts it sucks it's a terrible experience uh, everybody feels bad for until they get another win but historically it doesn't mean you're about to go in the tank and i looked up every loss 
that the Bucks have had by 30 or more points mm-hmm. and then what happened afterwards. Now, I'd like to draw a line at 1997 because that's when the team got good, right? And uh, there's a whole bunch of 30-point losses in seasons like 85 and 86 where yes. the Bucks weren't good and everybody knew it. Right. So a 30-point loss was And we're not going to go that far back. But since 97, the Buccaneers have now lost, let's, let's see here, four, ten times they've lost by 30 or more points since 97. Uh, I've experienced them all. Uh, <laughs> so have I. Um, you know, well, you that, remember this one. Remember that question when they said, what's the worst defeat that you ever had? You've now got a new answer. I now have a new, new answer. answer. Yes. I, it's close between that one and that one in Atlanta that was like 56-14. It was like 42 nothing at halftime a few years ago, I think. Oh, oh, that's when Dirk Cutter put all those points on the Bucks. Yeah, that wasn't very nice of him. Yeah. Um, so, uh, you know, th- you probably remember this one. Just anecdotally, before I go through the list, the one that I always think of in situations like this is 1999. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Buccaneers were 3-4. and four. They had high hopes coming into the season. Um, famed newsman, uh, newspaper man, um, uh, um, Tom, Tom McEwen, pins an article saying the Bucks aren't going to win another game all year. We just lost, I think, to Detroit really badly around Halloween. And as you know, they won, I think, seven in a row after that. Eight of nine to finish the regular season, got a bye, won their first playoff game, and then almost beat St. Louis to go to the Super Bowl. Uh, So that was a spectacularly wrong prediction. But in the middle of that eight of nine stretch, the one that was not a win, do you remember where that was? uh, Oakland, like 45 to nothing. That's on the nose. It was at Oakland, 45 to nothing. We'd won seven before the very next week. After losing 45 nothing in another game that yeah. just snowballed out, it was ridiculous. Nobody knew what was going on. We won our next game by 19 points. Yeah, I, I, I still remember standing on the tarmac at the Oakland uh, airport waiting to get on the plane thinking, how did we, how did we lose 45 how, Yeah, what, nobody what, knew what, what happened. And you're looking around and you're saying, did another team show up? It and didn't apparently even... they did, but <laughs> or didn't show up. But, yes. It didn't even feel as bad as this one because nobody thought that loss – meant who, who mm-hmm. we were. Of course, they were coming off a seven-game winning streak, so they obviously had a lot of confidence. So anyway, ten times. This is so nine previous times since 97. Uh, here's what happened in the weeks that followed. All right, I'm listening. Okay, one by 16 points. Next one, one by 19 points. Next one, lost by a field goal. Next one, one by six points. Now here's two bad ones. Lost by 21, and that was in 2011, which was a terrible year. Remember that? Oh, and yeah. then lost by 15 in 2012. So that's a bad one. They're not all going to be good. No. I'm just saying there's no predictive nature here. Uh, won by a field goal. That was after that Atlanta game that I was just talking about. We got absolutely demolished in Atlanta. On a Monday it night. It felt very was much. was that a Thursday night? I think it might have been a Thursday. And yeah. it felt very much like the game we just played. Very, very much. And it was like 40. By halftime, couldn't stop anything. Next week we won, dude. We won. And then the, last, then the next one we lost in overtime. That was in 2014 after losing big to Baltimore. And then most recently we lost by five points in 2016 after that loss at Arizona. You probably remember 40 to seven. Oh, yes. That, one was, that, that was, was fun, too. So there's ups and downs here, but there's plenty of ups, and there's, there's very few. Only on two occasions has the next game been particularly bad. So I'm not trying to tell you how to feel. If you're out there, I'm not trying to tell you you should you should just wipe away that game in Chicago and act like it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. But I'm just trying to tell you, it doesn't prove anything. Well, w- one week does not lead to another yeah. week. And, and yeah, it, well, it can. It can. It can. But if you're bad, if the Bucks are bad, mm-hmm. then we'll find out. But I don't think that's the case. And I know that the players don't think that, and the coaches. And you hear them in the post game locker room 
after good games and bad games, and they clearly feel like they have a talented team. Something has to be figured out on defense, right? No question. That is the understatement. <laughs> we should probably talk about that a little bit. But what, what do you fix? Well, I think there's that's probably a lot. The, of, that's that's one, the key. One thing about that, okay, one several things went wrong in that game to turn Mitchell Trubisky into Joe Montana. Uh, one of them was there was not enough of a pass rush, and that really hadn't been a big problem in the previous week, so um, you can chalk that up to one bad game, but I don't think our pass rush is bad. It'll be better when we have a full rotation, mm-hmm. when Vita Vea is more in the mix and, and everybody's healthy, but I think it's all right. Um, Jason Pierre Paul's playing great, by the way. Unreal. We might as well. I mean, we can say some good things, too. You can say some really good things. He's uh, a gamer. He's got four sacks already, and it looks to me like we might break that 10-sack drought, right? Last guy to do it was Simeon in 2005. Mm-hmm. He's playing great. He's tied for the league lead in, in quarterback hits, and often that's just as important as sacks. People don't talk about that style a lot, but if you're hitting the quarterback, you're probably messing up the play. Maybe you didn't get the sack. But. You're but disrupting. It's probably and, nine right. plays that he has messed up, and that's that's really good. And, and you know what? Joe McCoy has seven quarterback hits as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought Vita Vea looked all right for his first. For n- not have played since yeah. college. I mean, there were you know, coach said it was a mixed bag, and what you'd expect from a guy that hasn't played since a, a real game since like last fe- December or whatever. Yeah. But um, I watched as, as many times as I could. I tried to watch him specifically at the beginning of the play, and I did see several times where he powered guys straight backwards. I also thought it was interesting that it seemed to me that when they put, you know, Will Golson was playing a lot in there too, but when they put Vita Vey in, it seemed to me like we took our ends, which was mostly Jason Pierre-Paul and Vinnie Curry. You know Jason Pierre-Paul played all but three plays in that game? He's an Iron I Man. I didn't know that, yes. And he, played, and he played full speed every every snap. They seemed to me like when Vea was in there, they lined up wider. And a lot of times, JPP was standing standing up as a pass rusher, which is interesting. Um, it looked more like a 3-4 front. I think they were using, and, and as coaches will say, every team has like over and under packages and, and stuff that you would call 3-4 and stuff you'd call 4-3. So I think that gives them some versatility on what they can do with the rest of their pass rush. When they have Vita Vey in there, he's such a wide body, and he can take up several gaps or several blockers. And I saw a couple times where he did use his obvious power to push a guy backwards. I don't think he made any stunning plays or anything, but you mm-hmm. could see that the power's there, and you could see how his presence affects what the Bucks can do on the rest of the line. Yeah, the one thing I keep thinking back when we first started doing these podcasts, I actually felt that the position that we were really strong in was cornerbacks. Yeah. I didn't think we were going to have an issue until we started getting injuries. Yeah. And and that seems to be... Vernon the, going down didn't help, which is weird that we're saying that, right? Mm-hmm. Because everybody was so down, down on, on him. And then by the time he gets hurt, he seemed like he was primed to have a really good year. It, it, well, yes. And in, in his preseason play and then in the, the, the beginning of the, the beginning of the game, yes, or beginning of the season. But I didn't think I didn't think we were going to have issues there. And it might, it might be, it, it's a combination, like you said, if you don't have a pass rush, then... You're gonna yeah. have you have the but but if you don't have a pass rush, you still got it. You you still for the life of me, you can't have guys wide open. Busted plays, yeah. miscommunication, guys doing missed assignments, guys doing the wrong thing, and it happened way too many times. And that's bad. That's really bad. But here's one way to kind of look at it. I'm I'm not gonna call it spin because I don't mm-hmm. want to think anybody think I'm spinning it. But one way to look at that in a somewhat positive manner is if that horrible performance and all those wide open guys was the product of. Some guys, especially maybe some young guys who are still getting their feet wet in the NFL, making mental mistakes, that seems like something that can be fixed. That's probably, to me, that's a better 
answer to what went wrong, uh, it feels better than these guys just aren't very good. Mm-hmm. If they if they're getting beat athletically because they're not very good, you can't fix that. No. If they don't know what they're doing yet, and you know they're making mental mistakes, you can fix that hopefully. And, and now you're looking at this game became a teaching game. Unfortunately, well, I, I mean, don't know, man. Well, I mean, it feels it, more like the nun took out a ruler. <laughs> yes, but I don't it, know how much but, you learn from but, that. Well, if you look at the film, you're going to have to don't learn. get spanked again. Yeah, you're going to have to learn. Like, what are you thinking? Yeah, I mean, so in that aspect, and I and so I, I, I you know, there's there's games that 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 come out like this. You don't know when they're coming. You hope they right. don't. You know, good teams usually don't have this. Right. Um, and that's what but they do sometimes, but they do sometimes. Said. Yes. And my disappointment was, I, I really felt we could run with anyone and Chicago was not one of the teams that you I was fearful of. Problem, right. Yeah. So it goes to show how much we think we know, <laughs> which is nothing. And that's why you play the game. <laughs> so the yeah. other good thing that, you know, you said that we're going to have to look at what we're doing. Uh, we're headed into the bye week And one thing that the team, that the coaches do in every bye week is uh, thorough self-scouting because mm-hmm. they have a little extra time. This is particularly important this year. So I think they're going to scour that game film in particular, the Chicago one on defense. I don't think – I think the offense has a pretty obvious identity, and we could talk about a shortcoming there in a minute. But the defense doesn't seem to have an identity, and they also obviously made some critical assignment or mental errors in that game. And it will be – very useful for the coaches to spend several days really scouring that film. And then when the players are back on the field next week, they're going to have some, hopefully they're going to have some really concrete answers for them as to what to do better. Yeah. And I think people don't realize that when, when, you know, on losses and, and Dirk's been very big about this, especially during the bye week that you said about self-evaluation, self-included him himself. So, um, I hate when we have a game like this and then we have the bye. I know it's I, it just, but it, it couldn't be helpful for what I just said. There's more time that, to fix it. You're right, and that's that's where I was going to go. Okay. Is that I hate when it's this way, but now it gives you a chance to get you know step back. Mm-hmm. Let's take a look at what we're doing. What can we fix, and what do we have to hone in on as an individual player? What do we need to have yeah. this guy focus on this week? You know what? What yeah. was his Achilles' heel, so to speak? Yeah, and uh, you know we haven't even talked about the biggest piece of news yet, uh, and we'll get to that. Obviously, the quarterback. Mm. But we have plenty of time today. We can we can go a little bit longer because yes, you may have noticed if you clicked on this that for the first time we are, we did not bring a guest into the studio no. with us, and that was a conscious decision. Well, they're all they're all front runners. <laughs> you know, I'm just saying. All of a sudden, you, you get do nobody a game. wants to face the music. Yeah, you do a game like that. Hey, you want to get on? Hey, you know, I'm kind of busy. It is the bye week, and we're leaving town. That would be fair if we asked a bunch of people, but we, we made, did we did not because a it's the bye week and, and guys get out of here mm-hmm. and uh and you know we didn't have another um former player lined up mm-hmm. we, we're going to get some of those and i'll talk about that when we get to the questions a little bit uh and also who wants to subject somebody to having to talk about that one yeah but i mean i don't get a guy on here to talk about a close loss or something but make him rehash that yeah plus one thing you don't ever want to do is have players pointing fingers at, at each other so if we brought yeah. somebody on here they would probably say you know, I, I wouldn't want them to say, well, we played fine, but the secondary was yeah. terrible or something. Or, or they probably more likely. I don't think anybody can say we played fine. 
I mean, I'm just I, I don't, I'm not being a smart ass, but yeah. I'm just saying it's kind of hey, like what Dirk said. Well, y- you know, Chandler Catanzaro made his field goal in his extra point and yay. kicked all his kicked all his kickoffs into the end zone. Right. So there's one. Okay. All right. All right. <laughs> just, he gets ice cream. Go ahead. <laughs> So listen, uh, listen. When you have the player of the game and it's the kicker, that's a problem. Yeah, I'm just I, saying. I, well, that's for sure. Um, so, well, we already said JPP. We can yes. probably give him ice cream too. Yeah, he did. But I, but I will say this: Cam Brate had a had a had a. He gets ice cream. He gets ice cream. He got a touchdown. He should have had two. Mike Evans. Um, I guess he had one drop, yeah. but he played pretty well. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and, and so let's segue that to, into the biggest topic, and that's Jameis Winston and him returning to the lineup. Jameis wasn't great. But given the time off, I thought he was all right. He did complete 16 of his 20 passes. He had two interceptions, and that's a fact. He had two interceptions. He shares the blame in that. But his arm was hit by Khalil Mack on one mm-hmm. of them. And same thing, you could say the same thing about a couple of Fitz's picks in the last couple of games as well. Uh, he, he, uh, he did that, and then the other pick was a stunningly good play by Aaron Lynch, who was a USF guy. Mm-hmm. I couldn't believe he intercepted that pass. When I saw him, was that 99? Yeah, yeah, tall linebacker tall jumped line about a mile in the air, and, and I can't a line believe, drive. yeah, I can't believe how fast he could run. So he, well, he's had some good pass rush years mm-hmm. in San Francisco. That's a USF guy. Mm-hmm. Um, so Jameis completed sixteen twenty, made some good throws, as Dirk pointed out, made some throws you that he usually would make that he didn't like. They they sort of out route to uh, Deshaun Jackson on the right sideline that missed. Um, that was surprising because he throws that. That's one of his best passes. He throws that all out the time because that's a much harder pass than it looks like. You think of a ten yard out as a ten yard pass, but when you're throwing it to the sideline, it's probably like a thirty yard pass. And he puts it on the money most of the time. That's one of his best best passes, in my opinion. And he missed. So yeah, there was some rust. And as Dirk said, it's probably good. It wasn't the plan to put him in that game, but when it was out of hand, mm-hmm. now you get now you get a chance to knock off the rest. What's then, your thought on that? I. I you know, because the game was out of hand. And I thought it was the right move. I thought it was what we were going to do. And I, I hoped at the time that nobody thought it was, um, oh, we're pulling fits because we're getting killed. Because mm-hmm. it wasn't, I mean, he wasn't having a great game, but it, the defensive problems were clearly the biggest issue. And changing your quarterback isn't going to change that. Right. I suppose it could help a little bit if the offense, if if he sparks the offense and they stay on the field a little bit more because the poor defense kept having to go back out after three and outs or interceptions. But, um I thought it was a good move for the reason that he did it, and which he did confirm later. Is the game was essentially out of hand. You, you would have basically had to score in every possession and stop them on every possession in the second half to make up a 35-3 deficit. You don't want to ever give up, and putting Jameson isn't giving up. Right. But it's reality. Yeah, and Dirk made a comment in the, in the post game with us that it wasn't fair to Jameis to put him in this situation. Right, he felt that it wasn't the, the best ideal situation to get you back in, but – it presented itself, and he wanted to give him. You know, there's one thing about practicing, but there's another yeah. thing about game speed. So I, 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 under, I totally understand that, but I also respect the fact that Dirk said, "Hey, it wasn't ideal situations for him, but it's football. Well, this yeah, is what we have to do." do. What you got to do. So he gets that tune-up, and then coach reveals, without really any, you know, bothering to, to drag it out, that mm-hmm. he's going to be the starter in Atlanta, which I did not find surprising at all. And he also revealed kind of the thing we've been conjecturing about all along ever since we and we've had questions on it here i've had questions with casey on our live shows Mm -hmm. what before the season started what do you think is going to happen when Jameis comes back when will he be back as the starter and you know 
coaches, of course, during that entire span would always say, that's not a problem. We have, well, that's not something we have to discuss right now. So we understood that, but we conjecture. And we thought the way the schedule was set up that it would probably make sense as long as Fitz hadn't been a disaster, and he most certainly had not been a disaster, nope. uh, to let him start the fourth game uh, so on a short week, then the bye, making that transition for Jameis back in the starting lineup easier. And indeed, Coach said from the moment he heard about the suspension, got a call from Jason Light, he looked at the schedule, saw how it was laid out, and in the back of his mind, he's always been thinking that was probably the best way to handle it. And unless it was insanely in one direction or another, if Fitz was the MVP of the league after four weeks, mm-hmm. and he said that, by the way, yesterday, yes. as you would suspect in yeah. the locker room, Fitz was a stand-up guy and talked. Un- he he, exa- he oh. said what, exactly what you'd expect, and what it sure is true, he doesn't like the decision. No. He wants to keep starting, but he's, he, he, he gets it, I guess. I mean, and he's a team player. And he said his father, he told his father at one point, he said, I'm either going to be the MVP of the league or I'm going to be riding the pine. I, what The line that got me was when he said, I got a taste of being back out there and having fun with the guys. Yeah. And I guess if you know, you, if you come into a situation and they say, hey, we want you to be a, a backup, we want you to mentor mm-hmm. our quarterback, um, we want you to show him what it's like to be a, mm-hmm. a, a, a veteran quarterback in the NFL. And we want somebody we can count and on. And we want someone we can count on. So he, he f- does all the checkbox, checkbox, yeah. checkbox. He he has six children, seven on the way. He's a family guy. Not seven more on the no, way. No, no, the seventh on the yeah, way. Yeah, because that would be stunning. Yes. Well, Probably not a good life. It's decision. stunning at six with seven on the way. <laughs> but, um, you know, he had to question whether he should come back this year or not. Yeah. So um, he does. He gets the play. So the, the, the competitor in him came out where he was on the field. He was having fun. And that's the whole reason why he spent the last 14 years in the league, right. because he was having fun. So I, I, I really do appreciate his total. Uh, I, I think everyone can take a, a lesson from that. When you know when things aren't going the best, you make the best out of it. But I, I'm very impressed with him. Well, and the thing about it is, I would not, I would never call this decision unfair to no. Ryan because, as you said, when he signed both times with us, signed the first time and then signed again. He did so knowing the role that mm-hmm. the Buccaneers were going to ask him to play, um, be the reserve and mentor to Jameis, and if needed, be that experienced guy who he knew was going to keep the season afloat. He knew that going in. So it's what 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 is happening is what he signed up for. Yeah. But, but I also understand he wants to keep playing, and so would I. But this is the craziness of the league. Two weeks in a row, he's the uh, <laughs> offensive player right. of the week for two weeks in a row. And two <laughs> weeks later, yeah, here's your clipboard. Yeah. So the, the But le- it's a long season. Yes. He could, yeah. he could be needed well, again. Well, hopefully. Anybody can get hurt. Yes. We and don't want anybody That's hurt. why we say... I, I think in the quarterback situation, they are they are in, a, in they are being the Buccaneers are in a good situation. That's you for you sure. know you could win with this guy. Right. Sometimes you have a backup quarterback. You're not so sure whether you can win. And we all know whoever the backup is, that's the guy that that's the guy that everybody loves. Well, you, we should acknowledge Jeff that you and I are saying we think we can win. And when I say win, mm-hmm. I mean make it to the playoffs with mm-hmm. Jameis. There, oh yes, there no are, question. There are. I know we totally agree on that. There are not everybody out in the um, NFL public is on the same page on that. There oh, are, no. there, but that's the case for any player. I'm sure there are people that aren't sold on Marcus Mariota yet. Um, I am. I think. Jam- I think Jameis is going to do really well. I like how he played down the stretch 
last year. I like how he was playing in the preseason. I agree. I think he can do some things that a lot of quarterbacks can't do. How about and that? How about that one play? <laughs> I, 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 where he ran around. For I want to go back and time it. And uh, how long? It was he, like the Chicago one a few it, years ago, where he ran around forever. And then the, threw fa- the, mic. the fact that Cleo Mack had him and he broke free to get away from Cleo Mack it yeah. seems impossible this year. That in itself is a victory. Uh, yeah, that was that was impressive, and he can do that kind of thing. Um, and he's got the same awesome weapons around him that that Ryan had, and he's got the same offensive line that prior to the Chicago game was playing quite well. And, and it's not and and it's not a locker room where we want this quarterback, we want this quarterback. It's not that's not what we have. It, it, Hope not. No, We're I don't. Not I don't so at least. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't see any signs of that. I just see it as. We're fortunate enough to have two, and it was really kind of cool. It's a great story for Fitz to yeah. do what he did. It's, I mean, that's pretty. Remo- look back on it positively, remarkable. especially if the mm-hmm. season goes well with mm-hmm. Jameis uh, under there, and I think he's going to play well, Jameis. Mm-hmm. So I, I, yeah, well, he, actually, yeah. he doesn't have the exact same cast around him because we should mention that OJ Howard's going to miss the way Coach put it, at least a couple weeks. Oh, man, probably in the two to four week range, and, and I feel like anytime we see a prognosis of X to X number of weeks. Yeah. It's usually that second X. Hey, he almost made the most incredible catch that was ever. Amazing. I mean, seriously. That's the play he got hurt on. Yeah, I was just going to But the way he landed, because it was a free fall. Mm. Um, yeah, he was worried. Which kind of sucks because if you get hurt, you at least, you know, at least catch, catch the ball. Yeah. <laughs> Easy for us it's to like throw that, it out that there. That Chicago tight end, I mm. uh, can't think it was Miller maybe, that made the amazing catch last year, but then got an incredibly bad career threatening leg injury. Mm-hmm. And then. A couple of minutes later, they came and they overturned the touchdown catch. I'm like, come on, let the guy have the touchdown. Yeah, that. The, um, yeah. So I, I, having OJ out I, I, is I, not not ideal, but mm-hmm. on the other hand, Cam Brate seems Cam. to be coming on, and you know you can rely on him, and you also know that he's had a always had a really good connection with Jameis, and now Jameis going back in the starting lineup. If you're a fantasy football player there, you probably dropped Cam after he had no catches the first go. You might want to go pick him up. Mm-hmm. He had no catches in the first two games, and he's got a touchdown in each of the last two. How, how cool, speaking of Cam, how cool is that as you grew up in the, the suburbs of Chicago? To play there? And, you're, you know, all your friends are Bear fans. I mean, you have to give credit to, to you know, they, the Chicago land area loves their team. When That's lose or sure. draw, My they goodness. love their team. Whether it's – and I, I, I know I'm going to – make you upset here whether it's the cubs or the, the hey i'm happy the cubs lost <laughs> oh i know i game. know but they still get to play another game yeah, so probably they still one more they still may torment you lose to the dodgers okay and linda well yes, will be happy yes they could lose to the dodgers I, i'll kind of go with your that. wife linda will be happy yes. and i will be happy because my favorite my favorite team is the cardinals and my second favorite team is mm-hmm. whoever's playing the cubs there you go uh so um, but but what I where we hey you know we're there. really giving the people what they want when they tune into Salty Dogs yeah. podcast to talk about baseball yeah but we well really it's that time of year crowd. listen after that uh, after that game <laughs> let's talk about baseball. very smart <laughs> um, but for Cam and he was on uh, Buccaneers Total Access last night oh that's uh, right which is a Monday night show yeah it was at um, Hooters right yes and it's a it's a podcast so if you missed it you can you can pick it up thank um, you for. Explaining what a podcast is. Well, what, on what a I podcast. Mean, I understand that. What I'm saying, though, it's a radio show. I thought we just talked for a while, but nobody heard us. Well, you haven't heard it. It really doesn't go up on the website. Yes, it does, because <laughs> I listen to it to see how dumb I sound. Um, but it was cool him talking about how, you know, he never thought he, first of all, he never thought he would be playing at, at Soldier Field. And second of all, never thought he'd be, you know, in playing the in NFL. The NFL. Yeah. I mean, and by now both. he knows he yes. belongs, but there was yes. a time when he didn't know. But it was, it, it, he had something like, I want to say 79 tickets 
for that God. game. You know how much money that I know. is. I know, because... <laughs> they uh, don't get free tickets, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, time. no, no. And you don't get a discount either, by the way. So there were 79 Brait uh, family and friends yeah. there. Now, now whether and he, they got to see him catch a touchdown. Yeah, whether he bought those tickets or not, I don't know. But there was like 79 tickets that went underneath his name. So, And that's how it works for people who know. When we go to the visiting stadium, there's an allotment for the visiting team. And yeah. players put in what they want. Of course, they have to buy them. So, But, yeah. So I, I, my I, sister, I had five tickets to the game. My sister was there, and I made her wear Bucks gear. Wow, uh, that's one they stadium drove up from St. Louis. But that's a that's, well. Her boyfriend is a Bears fan, and so that's irritating. Yeah, but that He's is a nice guy. Otherwise, yeah, that is uh, that is one of the stadiums that you can wear opposing uh, jerseys. Oh, really? They don't get on you, and they don't. I mean, they get on you, but it's in a good in a friendly way. way. Yeah, you're not it, gonna have a beer thrown on you. Well, and they probably were trying to be very kind to her by about the midway through the second quarter. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry, poor thing. She probably took her Bucks jacket off. Actually, wow, I would have. Really? (laughs) Well, I mean, it's not for you know. If you're in, you're in. If you're in, you're in. By the way, here's I'm going to take a a hard left here, just a a tangent. Um, I know we're not allowed to criticize referees. Uh, we could be subject to fines. You could be, yes. Are I'm, we allowed I'm, to say we don't feel good when we see a particular referee starting a game? I would say that's fair because it, there's, there is a pattern of things not going well. I won't comment on whether or not this game was well called or, and certainly had nothing to do with the outcome. Right. Or if any of his games are well called. I just have a bad feeling every time we have Jerome Boger mm-hmm. as our referee. I feel like the games always go badly. Whenever Jerome Boger is our referee, see, I'm not putting it on him. I'm no. just saying I get a bad. Well, feeling. there is there is a tendency that that yes, I, I I'll tell you kind of a it's since we're since Be we careful. don't have a get no this is nice kind of okay. no this is nice. Um, Remember when the NFL used to be in Europe? They had the European League. Yeah, it was first called World League of American what? Football, and then was called NFL Europe. Okay, he was an official over there. Oh, okay. And on a flight back, I can't remember whether it was. It was either Italy or Barcelona. Anyways, we were on a we were on the f- same flight. Why were you there? Uh, vacation. Oh, you're just a yeah, jet setter. Just vacation. You just had to go off to Italy yeah. or Spain. Or yeah. So many times that you can't even remember where you were this particular. On this time. particular one, I do not. I don't. Honestly, I do not. But I remember uh, he sat behind us. I went to Cocoa Beach last year. Good. And um, Florida's a great place to come. People from all over the world come to Florida. I totally understand why they would. Um, so he was behind us, and he was just starting out as an official. And I, 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 somehow I ended up in a conversation with him. And so, well, you're a friendly guy. Yeah, and he's a, he is a nice guy and everything. But um, on your hard left, I, I think yes. When we do see his name, we all groan. So he's probably a very nice guy. He's a right, and I'm yes. definitely not saying anything about his competency. I'm just saying when no. I hear his voice but that's, doing the coin toss, I'm like, I get a bad feeling because I feel like our, I'm going to have to go back and look and see if that's true. But if our Jerome Burger games are always bad, that's like if you go back to what was his name, Mark Albright. Remember, he he was in a he was the uh, he was the upstairs official in the '99 game. That, oh, you that remember did, the name of the guy yeah, that did that? At, well, because whenever the NFC Championship, but whatever, anytime he was a head official, it, it went bad. It always went poorly for us. Always, yes. Interesting. 
I, yeah, I, I think that's just because you're always looking for something. I know what it, I know exactly what it is. It's called confirmation bias. You tend mm-hmm. to recognize the um, bits of information that support the theory that you already have. Confirmation bias. Yes, my, it's like a cognitive. Uh, um, An alternative fact. A cognitive bias. It, it, it tends to, you tend to recognize and remember uh, pieces of evidence that fit into the theory that you already have. So I feel like our games always go badly with drone bugger, and when a game like that goes badly, I'm going to remember that. If we had a drone bugger game and we won by 40, I wouldn't remember it because it doesn't fit into my theory. Wow, that's very, Every, everybody does for that. a salty dog. That is very deep. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, we're not wow. very deep, are we, salty dogs? No, but I must say we know is, the sea. Yes, we I don't could necessarily know I, philosophy. I, you could apply that to many different things. Oh, sure. Wow. Yeah, that's just blew your mind. You like did. Scanners, yes, it? I like it. Uh, so, what were we talking about? Well, we we took a hard left, so I don't know where you're going so before. I guess we have to get back. You got to get back on the road. Um, well, I mean, I suppose we we we've covered we're good. it, right? Yeah. Uh, bye week. Coming off a bad game, um, lots of time to let that one fade. And and fix the problems mm-hmm. and come back uh, feeling feeling very confident. And you know our games in Atlanta have recently have been pretty exciting. Always. Well, there's been a couple like that one I talked about in like 2014 mm-hmm. that went badly right away. But um, generally they've been exciting up there in Atlanta. That's a great stadium, by the way. It's an awesome stadium. Uh, I actually I got lost there last time trying to get from the locker room to the press uh-huh. box, so I got to get that fixed. If, if you can't get lost from uh, in Chicago, you had to get an escort to find me uh, on Yeah, Sunday. you were way over on the other mm-hmm. side of the... It's quirky, isn't it? It was. And you but it's sm- great sight line. I went over there to, to the interview with you guys, and you could smell the... Sausage, bratwurst? The, the bratwurst. bratwurst uh, $9. Yeah. $9 for a bratwurst. No, seriously, $9 for a bratwurst. Seriously. <laughs> I was like... But you didn't, you didn't say no. No, I really it wanted it. I really and, and and the only, if I had time, the way the game was going, I was thinking about. Uh, well, I should explain the broadcast booth was. It's called Media Deck, and actually, it's just uh, little buildings that uh, where the fans basically right. are. And your windows open. Uh, and windows they... open. The fans pick up through. Hey, you guys on the radio? Yeah, we're on the radio. <laughs> oh, cool. You know, headsets tip yeah, you off. Yeah, <laughs> no, we always watch games like this <laughs> because it's real hard to hear, and we like to talk during the game. Right. Um, so th- there was all these different concession stands, and yeah. uh, I-, I was looking for Italian beef, but I didn't see it. So it kind that's of good. Me. They used to serve that in the old mm-hmm. Chicago. In the, I mean, it was still Soldier Field, Field before the renovations, and it was mm-hmm. old and run down. And you you'd stand in a little cramped hall, mm-hmm. and they would serve you the Italian beef, and they dunk it oh, in the au jus. The best. They yeah, they just had hamburgers at this last game. Um, it was really disappointing. Where in the press box? Yeah. Oh well, see, you we, were away away from the press where, box. They did deliver. They did. Um, Oh, you know what else I had? I know this is gonna. This is a Midwestern thing. I had an RC cola. I haven't had an RC cola in a long time. They're so good. They are not. <laughs> they They're are terrible. great. I oh, grew up in the Midwest. I know it was. I they, what they do is because we're so far away from everybody. They put a, a an ice chest in there, and I popped it open, and I got. I truly, it was like my childhood all over again. <laughs> popped. The, there were four of them in there, and I drank all four. You seriously, <laughs> I did. I did. They you, were so you good. You like it because you grew up with it, but. Oh, there's so, it's I mean, so mm, yeah. nothing better but than a moon pie actually, and an RC Coca Cola. <laughs> we need to start getting sponsors, Jeff, so that there's at least a I'm reason trying. to say these things. <laughs> I'm just throwing it out there, but yeah, nine right. bucks for a sausage, though. All right, you want to wrap it up, and then we'll, we don't have a guest, as we mentioned. Yeah, we, we didn't can, want to subject anybody. Well, here's to this the one. thing: either we can just go straight into questions because it's just you and I. There's oh. really no reason to do a break, is there? 
or do you true. need to go to the no 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 everything's good everything's good all right well, so we're going right on any questions see what i'm doing is this is the bye week and this saves me from having to do a lot of work yeah okay that's great and i'll mark the time when we do these questions so if you're listening to this podcast you'll be able to go yeah straight there's to the there's two i have three all right and but one of them isn't actually a question but i thought i'd read it anyway you know last week we asked we told people after we had carl williams on here and mm-hmm. that was actually a suggestion by a fan yep um, we said, hey, send us other suggestions. We'll see if we can line them up. So somebody took us up on that. Oh, great. And he says, and his name's Brett Carpenter. And we didn't, we have not fulfilled his request yet, but All we right. could give it a try. Back in the Sam Weich days and early Dungey years, maybe the, just the first Dungey year, I used to love the shark, Kenny Gant. Oh, I saw Kenny Gant at the. He's uh, local, ring, isn't he? Uh, yes, I saw Kenny Gant at the uh, Ring of Honor. Got a big hug from him. Oh, I think we can get him on the yeah. show. Yeah. Yeah. I think we can get him on the show. I remember sure. when he came when he came over from Dallas. Yeah. And we were on the bus. We were truly in uh uh we were in Seattle and that was when we used to fly really, really early and then we would go to the stadium and do a walkthrough. You remember yeah. when we used yes. to do walkthroughs? Yes. You're gonna like and so I'm on the bus and Kenny Gant is sitting in front of me and he had his Super Bowl ring on. And from I Dallas. From Dallas. And I asked him if I could see it. And I thought he was just gonna take his hand and put it back like that. Took it off and handed it to That's me. That's cool. And it was really and he dropped it. No, I just it was really really cool. It was just that was the first Super Bowl ring I ever held. Oh, okay. And I was like, this is you know. Now you have one of your own. I do. It's just really beautiful. And I gave it back to him. And Kenny and I always. He's a great, a great guy. Extremely nice guy. We can work. We can. uh, Kenny Gant, we will get him. The reason that if anybody doesn't remember him or remember him well, the reason that he was called the shark and this actually started in Dallas is he'd Mm -hmm. like, um, he'd do like his hand above his helmet like a fin. Mm -hmm. And and he was a great, great, great special teams player. So when he was out there. He would hunt you down. People would chant the shark and he he was great and uh and like i said he's a good dude too yeah is i'm sure he's yeah i yep. bet you we can get him on yes that's we will do that he and buckley and he didn't put it but he means curtis buckley used to get the bucks crowd the few of us that were bucks fans then okay yeah. come on brett uh pumped. thank you for hanging in there. used to that's true thank you used to get the crowd pumped and they did when they were before mm-hmm. kickoffs and so and sure punts, they would get everybody fired up Maybe see about getting the shark. So I answered. I, like I answered back to him and said we would give it a try. And he said, "Hope it works out." Thanks for a great show. It's difficult to stay in touch with a team living here in Nashville where oh, we played. Sure. And he sent me a picture of, from pregame and said, "You and Casey didn't see me. We were down there doing our pregame right. show, but I was at the game in Nashville in the preseason. And saw you guys doing your pregame. We were wondering how Casey was walking in her heels on the sideline as soggy as the ground was, <laughs> which is something that we don't have to worry about. No, right? I wouldn't think so. And the fact that they were wondering hey, that it, it's her. It's her own fault for not wearing sensible shoes. Yes, all I would say. There you go. But I think she handled it quite well. I don't remember any slips. Did she sink? I don't think so. Okay, we'll have to ask her. All right, next one. Dogs. As a Bucks fan, I don't really like the bye week. What am I supposed to do this Sunday? Chores or something? <laughs> Gonna have to get the honeydew list up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's what I'm doing. Yeah, I yeah, believe it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on, Come I'm on. guessing the play- that's what he says. Oh, yeah. I'm guessing the players really like it. Maybe the coach is a little bit less. What does everybody do during the bye week? I mean, players, coaches, staffs, old and bitter, salty, old and bitter, salty dogs. I'm not bitter. Are you bitter? No. Maybe a little bitter. Sometimes. Right now, I'm a little bitter. I'm guessing maybe drowning their sorrows is part of it this year because of the game we just right. played. No. Thank, thanks for your now nah, we're over it. Thanks for your time. Love the podcast. Go Bucks. And it's the name is the it was Kendrick, which I assume is probably 
the first name, although mm-hmm. it could be it could be Kendrick, Kendrick. Lamar. It, yeah. it might be famous rapper Kendrick Lamar sending us that question. I think that uh, well for for the players because of the collective bargaining agreement, you have to do. I think it's four days six, or five. Is it five? They have to have at least five, and we're giving them six. Uh, all right, uh, you have to have five days, and it has to be include a weekend. Right. You can't like give them a day off and make them come into practice <laughs> and give them a day because then they can't leave. Right, right. Yeah. So uh, they are going to be moving. For, uh, out, I think what players do is like anything else. They try to get away a little bit. Try to they scatter, scatter, and try to you know rest, see uh, their family, see their families. They still watch film because you can get that anywhere. Are we keeping you up over there? <laughs> I should have used my cough button okay. while I was yawning. Yeah, it's all right. Am I boring you? Yes. Okay. Continue. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> I was kidding. Okay. Very good. Um, I stayed up late watching Monday Night Football. Yes, I did too. It was a great game. Yeah, I think that, that, you know, all players, you know, they don't get totally away from it because they they have to be ready when they come back in. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think a lot of it is uh, after a game like that, you know, they're human beings too. It's self-reflection. They have to think about where they're at as a player. This is how they make a living. Yeah, You don't play well. You're not in the league long, so you hear after games like that, and somebody said something to this effect that you, somebody, one player will tell you everybody in the locker room, you have to look in the mirror. Everybody has to look mm-hmm. in the mirror, and and they, and I'm pretty sure somebody said that. I'm not going to name names or anything, mm-hmm. but. Um, and they don't mean that they're not pointing fingers at somebody else. No. It just it says everybody has to look in the mirror and and figure out what I did to contribute to this game going so badly. But also at the same time, they can all look in the mirror and say, "What have I done to contribute to a pretty decent start?" Two mm-hmm. and two is not a great start, but it's a decent start, particularly given the who, circumstances. Who we had to play. Right. Um, so you have to. And that's what the players do. Yeah. What the coaches do, I alluded to a little bit. They self scout, and they always do that during the bye week. But I think it's going to be particularly useful this one. And me, I'm going to go recharge my batteries. Are you? Yeah. Going to take take a couple of days off? Yeah, I'm out of here tomorrow through, and we'll be back on Monday. Aren't you fancy? Yeah. I'm just. Are you going to Barcelona again? No, I, I, I am going out of town, but no, I'm not going to Bar- <laughs> Barcelona. Not, it's too hard for I four days. I hope no pressing Buccaneer radio network issues come up in the rest of the yeah, week. Yeah, well, we'll handle it on Monday. <laughs> That's that's kind of where we're at. I'm going to um, enjoy a little time off. I'm going to watch my son play baseball on Saturday. Nice. Um, and a few things like that for Gaither High School on the JV team. Uh, and uh, otherwise, just kind of enjoy, catch up on a few things that have chores have yeah. fallen behind. I need to edge my lawn. It actually – This what, is really valuable information. Yes. Yeah, what me. happens, though, is during the bye week, it throws you out of rhythm. It does. And, it totally does. And so the week after, when you first come back in, it you're off. I agree. And, and so – I'm not a I'm not a fan of the buy. Nor am I. But uh, it is what it is. Remember when the one year we had two, two. buys? 1993 was terrible. <laughs> that season felt some, like it lasted some, a year. Some teams had uh, some teams had to buy the last game of the year. Right, and some teams, had to, teams. Yeah, some team had to buy in the, the beginning. We had our buys in weeks three and six that year. I mean, mm-hmm. what is the use of that? Mm-hmm. Play two games, have a week off. Play two games, have a week off, and then play ten straight games. That's mm-hmm. just that made no sense. Yeah. And they scrapped that after one week. Yeah. The obvious reason you do it is to stretch out the, the season because they still have a game for 18 weeks now right. and, and that's the thing that people are talking about potentially doing I was just going to bring again. that up is that you can get to, you can get to 18 games by adding more buys you take off maybe two preseason games uh, you don't have to add any weeks to the regular season but you can add I mean any games it could still be 16 mm-hmm. but you add a buy and now you have 18 weeks instead of 17 that helps you re- 
recoup some of the revenue from the missing preseason games. Um, and it doesn't force the players to play another game, but it would make for a very long season. Yes. We've had that discussion around here with, um, you know, fellow workers here. And, and I've known a whole lot of them go, that sounds like a great idea to me. And I'm like, you may think so, but I was through it and I didn't think it was great. No, no. And, and we are creatures of habit, you know, players are creatures of habit in what we do for a living because we know, you know, Sunday, usually Sunday you play the game. Monday it's press yeah, conference, yes. open locker room. Tuesday is a player day off. Mm-hmm. So you get a lot of stuff. We get a lot of days in, coming up. Yeah. Internal stuff. Wednesday, open locker room, press conferences. Right. Uh, Thursday. It's the same every week. And then, and then we, like you and I, we start preparing for the, the next team we're going to face and how we're going to handle our broadcast and how you're going to handle your stuff on the field with Casey and, mm-hmm. you know, so. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it is a grind. And, and we certainly don't mean it's more of a grind for us than it is no. for players and coaches. It's more for them. Coaches, really, they work so many hours. But it, it still is, from our standpoint, a grind, mm-hmm. a week after week grind. But it doesn't really make it any less so to just suddenly have one week off. I mean, I don't feel like – I mean, maybe you recharge a little bit, but then you have, like, what, 12 straight weeks? Well, what happens? You get the time off and you go, oh, let's go out of town. So when you come back in, you're exhausted. <laughs> well, I'm not going to do that. I'm smarter than that. Yes, you are. All right, our last question. Um Jeff and Scott, you, hey, you got top billing on this one. All right, thank you're, you. You're coming up As in the it world. should be. I mean, just the fact that they know your name is, mm-hmm. is a step It's amazing. Forward. My wife and I disagree on this. Oh, wow. Well, that's she's shocking. Right. Yeah, yeah. I'll stop it right there. <laughs> yeah. She's right. And if you don't know that, you haven't been married for very long. <laughs> so there, I've answered that question. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> okay. My wife and I disagree on this. I think getting blown out in a game feels worse than losing dramatic. This is a good question, actually. Mm. Than losing dramatically at the very end. She thinks the opposite, but what does she know, right? She's never played football. <laughs> it's okay, he says. I'm just joking around. She happens to know more about the NFL than I do, and she won our fam- family fantasy league last year. Well, that's ah, cool. nice. Well done. Uh, Chuck's wife, because his name is Chuck. Does he anyway, put his wife's name on there? No. He Chuck, did. whenever you address your wife, you should at least put the name. You should you should associate Well, maybe he name. wanted her to, to have the option of remaining anonymous in case we chose his side on this. But I don't know if we're going to. Anyway, I'm sure you've both what? been through both. Yeah. Yes, we have. So yes. you can weigh, weigh in on this. Thanks, Chuck. Uh, it's probably Chuck D. Mm-hmm. So we have all the all the famous rappers are sending in questions right. today. Uh, uh, what, what did do you he think? like? Well, what did he like? Okay, so he's the one who thinks the blowout, like the Chicago game, was worse. And she's the one who thinks losing dramatically at the very end, like maybe that that game, the game we always bring up, even though we hate it, the Indianapolis Monday right. Nighter in 2003 yeah. against Tony Dungy. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that kind of game would be worse for her. He says this, this can't. So which one is worse, do you think? Just the way that it feels, the experience of it? Because they're both just, one, as Dirk would say, they're to, one L. Yeah, to me, the, uh, losing in the last minute hurts more it's than worse. Yeah, and then getting blown out. And, and when, when I, because I am accepting the loss immediately. In, in and I'm not even revisiting it. I'm like, yeah. But we, if you lose close game, you go back and go, if we just had that play, if we just re examine and just go and, and then. Like yeah. the Oakland game two years ago. And then you go, Jerome, really? <laughs> <laughs> but you, you would say like the Oakland game two years ago, where we essentially had the game won mm-hmm. and then on the failed fourth down. Jude Ajay Barima got called for defensive holding, and they got another shot, yes. and they sent it to overtime, and they beat us. That yes. was worse for you yes. than the Much Chicago worse. game? Yes, because if you don't get that flag, you win the game. So, yes, because you Because it's so easy to reconstruct it, and so it hurts yep. more because you so could have won it. I can figure Whereas, out ways. 
You can't figure out a way out of that Chicago game. I can sit here for There's no life at the end of that tunnel. Nope, nada. (laughs) Nada, no. Nope. Uh, So I'm going to disagree with you because I like to do that, Mm -hmm. first of all. And uh, second of all, because I I do disagree with you, um, I don't like these blowout games um, for kind of the same, but maybe the flip side of the coin you just said. Okay, so Chicago scores right away, and you're like, man. I didn't expect that. Although I did, did, wasn't shocked because they've been very good on their first drives in all their games so far. They seem to script plays very well. So it wasn't great, but it wasn't shocking. And anyway, our great offense can match theirs. Mm-hmm. Then we don't do anything. Then they score again. And like oh, It's 14 to 3, but, you know, we'll get this figured out. And, and then it's 21, and then it's 28, and, and it's, it's snowballing out of hand. And then you look up, and it's five minutes into the second quarter, and you're like, okay, there's very little chance we're going to win this game now. Let's be realistic. You still hope, but let's be realistic. And now I have to sit through two and a half more quarters of this? So this is all about you. What, the question is, what <laughs> what feels worse? I can't tell you how you feel. I Listen, can tell you how I feel. Uh, 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 do a broadcast when you're, doing, when you're trying to just... You know, yeah, see, you like, didn't like that, did you? Like, please don't run out of bounds. Keep the clock rolling. Let's I, end it. Yes. Like, early on... Yeah. Jason Pierre-Paul gets a sack, and it's 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 his third game in a row with a sack. And I'm still, at that point, I'm putting out on Twitter a note about that. Or um, uh, Cam Brate scores a touchdown. I but mean, see, by that time, I've already resigned myself. That it's, it's a loss, so I'm already done with it. That's why well, the that's last what I'm second saying, loss hurts me. When you're down 35-3 to three and somebody on your team makes a noteworthy play or, or some milestone, mm-hmm. you don't even want to tweet it out anymore because you know the audience is going to be like, who cares? We're losing 35-3. to three. Mm-hmm. So it takes a lot of the enjoyment of doing your job out of the game mm-hmm. and also the enjoyment of watching a game out of the game. Mm-hmm. So I like that a lot. At least the, at least the blow or the close ones at the end are, um, are exciting yes. to the end. And you can, you can, you say you can find one reason, uh, in, in a certain game. if we could just have that play back, I say you could also, uh, find something you think is unjust. And if, man, if they just had made that call, that call wasn't fair. Jerome. So I, I'm not saying that about Jerome, remember? Um, there are many Jeromes in the world, just so you we know. We could be talking about any Jerome. Exactly. Like the one that... Um, when that fine comes, that's my story, Jesse, and I'm sticking to it. Yes. 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 Um, uh, yeah, so I, I at least those are exciting. Now, that Indianapolis game in 2003 is probably an exception because it was it was a game you couldn't possibly lose, and then you lost it, and I was mm-hmm. like, oh, great, now we're going down in history Yes, for blowing a 21-point lead in the last five minutes. Yes. And then Simeon Rice gets called for leaping Which on a missed was, field goal. And that was a bad call. It was a bad call because he didn't land on anybody. He slid down the back of his own teammate without landing on him, and that's the purpose of that role. I'm, I feel like I've complained about that play a yeah, lot. You Probably hate should. that. Um, so, yeah, right. Chuck. Um, so we disagree, unfortunately. Uh, so we didn't really solve between because no. we're, we're voting one and one. But I think I don't think there's a right and a wrong. It's just how you feel. Well, I think there's a right and a wrong, and I'm right and you're wrong. Mm-hmm. So you go with that. <laughs> all right. Next week you, we will be back. You only feel that way for all selfish reasons. Oh, poor me! I have to keep working this game, and it sucks. Oh, poor me! I got to go. That's what stat. the question oh, was poor asking. Me. Oh, poor me! Well, that's at least right. I no don't problem. get to fly off to Barcelona whenever <clears throat> I want to. Uh, you could just let some of that money out of that wallet. Let that moth breathe. Go. I got, I got a kid that's going to be in college in a couple there years, chef. Right. Um, okay, so we'll be back next week on the yes. Salty Dogs. We will have a guest. Uh, yes. Maybe we'll even try to get Kenny Gann. We will work on that. Um, we will be back next. Tuesday, uh, once again, as the Buccaneers return to action as they mm-hmm. prepare to face the Falcons and a chance to go 2-0 and in the division 
with two road wins. I like it. If you know, I don't know if you remember, but all three of our first our first three games against each of our division opponents is on the road. So if you can get a couple wins, we already have one. Mm-hmm. Then you're putting those in the bank, and all those teams have to come to us in the last five weeks of the season. Hopefully we're in a playoff race then, and we're going to have an advantage at that point. I feel so much better after that. Right? Good way in to go. In on a high note, way to, way we are officially it. moving on from we the Chicago are, game. We are done in the mm, finish. And we are done with this podcast, so Jeff? We are. And I just want to say enjoy your bye week. Be safe. And since you did, thanks for listening.